So before the episode, I just wanted real quick, because I couldn't, I didn't know if we'd ever be able to tie it into the episode, so I want to bring it up now. Have you guys seen Breath of the Wild trick shots? I've seen, like, crazy stuff being pulled. Like, I don't against know what Guardians. that means, though. I don't so, yeah, this crazy stuff against Guardians yeah. is what these Breath of the Wild trick shots are. Basically, um, but, like, it's, it's from what, the only stuff I've seen is from uh, Japanese Breath of the Wild Twitter. Um, oh, but these guys like set up elaborate yeah. tricks. I saw one where a guy's standing on top of a hut, uh, and then the guardian starts aiming at him. He does a backflip off of the hut. Slow motion. It's, it's, it's slow motion draws his, the bowstring, and there's a small little like window gap that he shoots right into the eye of the guardian, which is like a headshot. Right. And then the guardian dies in one shot. Yeah. And then he lands behind the building. He does a pose. One of the ones I've seen is he. Um, Link is on like. Uh, a wetland area, right? A guardian's chasing him. He uh, uses Cryonis to make a platform right underneath the guardian. Which, like, knocks him over. It, it flips him over. Slow motion. Does a backflip. Slow motion. The guardian gets sent flying. Does he and do then the he bomb cancel it. trick? Uh, not in that one. Not oh, the okay. one that I've seen. I saw one where he did, like, the bomb cancel trick. It ended up not sending the guardian flying. I think uh, I think the guardian flying has to do with the Cryonis. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, saw one where he walks like right up next to the the thing, and then goes and does like a bomb cancel thing, where basically he picks up the bomb, yeah. uh, switches through the menu, the bomb drops and immediately explodes, and both people get sent flying in the same I've direction. Seen that. Whoa. I've but seen it was that. it was just him that got sent flying, He's flying yeah. away, yeah. and then he pulls, draws the bow, shoots from so far away, and then see. <sighs> oh, one another one I've seen. It's like uh, him using uh, or Link using stasis on uh, a log. He, oh, the like the fast travel, yeah, the fast travel thing where he like sits sent flying on the log. Yeah, he stands on it. He launches. He sh- pulls out his bow and arrow. He shoots it, and then he just like speeds by a guardian, hits him dead on, Bro, kills it. It's insane stuff. <laughs> it's like, amazing. This has to be like these dudes are literally sitting there yeah. for hours yeah. trying to perfect this trick shot, and then yeah. they get it, and it's That's oh it. my gosh, it's so cool. <laughs> I'm glad anyway. st- stuff like that still exists on the internet. Because yeah. like you get that all the time with like Skate Three or oh wow or Gary's I, mod. I used to do that Halo for 3. Dishonored. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know if you guys have played Dishonored, Ooh. but you it's a Viking. very fast paced game if you're good at it, and you can literally teleport between buildings, jump on a guy, stab him, throw a grenade into a group of people. They all blow up. Right. Everyone runs to where you were, but you've already teleported over here, and you left like three mines over there, and everybody <laughs> blows up over there. Then one guy like walks up to you, and he's like, uh, "Wait, who are you?" And you shoot him in the face. The other guy goes, "Wait, who are you?" And you shoot him in the face. And then <laughs> and a bunch of people start running your way because they see hear gunshots. And then you go and you jump into a different building and t- turn into a rat and go somewhere else. I don't know. Funny. It's so fun to play this game fast. And so Breath of the Wild having this was something that like elevated it. it it's all me. thanks to the the physics engine. Yeah. You know? It's, it's great. Uh, it's but great. W- with that, let's get in. Um <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host Jared. I'm Patrick. That's our sound guy Joe. Hello. What Man, a great intro. This is a an amazing game. That's an We're understatement. We're talking about Breath of the Wild. Um the Legend it, of Zelda, Breath so of the Wild. Zelda has so what I'm going to start out with is Zelda before and then Zelda: The Breath of the Wild, right? Oh my God! Zelda before, when people played Zelda, there was this kind of idea where you, you because at the time the internet wasn't big for the first Zelda games, there was the idea that you'd talk to your friends about Zelda and you would help your friends find these cool things and you'd have your own stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Your own personal, like, man, I went and I did this. And your friend's like, whoa, you can do that in Zelda? It's like, yeah, you go this way, do whatever. And then, like, it was, like, a very personal thing that you could also share with your friends. And if you are in trouble, you could talk to your friends, etc. Breath of the Wild captured that in a whole new way. So, basically, whereas before you would go to these places and find it by exploring... Now, uh, but, like, you could also find the direct path there. You still have that option in Breath of the Wild, but it's even more open world and it rewards you even more for exploring. Um, It is, and then it's, like, personal experiences to the max. I think the best video games out there are the ones that you can talk about individually. Uh, One of my favorite games is The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is a set story with set outcomes. But if you play the game playing side quests, playing the the bounties that you can do for monsters, you will run into stories that nobody else has or get outcomes to stories that other people did that when you talk about the game, 
It's like your own personal experience. Breath of the Wild gets that, where when I was playing this game, I was playing with my friends. The first time one of us found a great fairy fountain, we were all freaking out. And then somebody else found a great fairy fountain somewhere else. And we were freaking out even more. It's like, how many of these are out there? What can they do? Four. Yeah, there's four. But like, we didn't know <laughs> at the time. And it was like reliving that first Zelda experience. They were able to capture it in a different way, in a more open world way. More exploration and more reward for that exploration. But it also didn't... But one of my biggest gripes of old Zelda games... Grapes. <laughs> one of my biggest gripes about away. old Zelda games is that... If you didn't know where these things were, they were very tough to find. Um, Like, if you wanted to find, like, hidden items or gems or whatever. Right, trying to go uh, completionist-style heart pieces, this, that. You would have to look at a guide. You would have to look at... If you wanted to experience everything, you'd have to look at a guide. Mm, Breath of the Wild, they have indicators for you. Indicators where a temple is. Indicators where Korok seeds are, kind Mm, of. mm. Um, In the DLC, yeah, yeah. there is. And these indicators kind of serve to expand that exploration even more um especially if you've taken pictures of stuff and you're able to like if you take a picture of a great fairy you're able to find i'm pretty sure you're able to beep beep when you get uh near a great fairy found um yes you can do all of that and more uh the reason why we're talking about breath of the wild or the legend of zelda breath of the wild is because later this week on sunday on february 21st it is the Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. 35 years of one of the most ambitious, one of the most legendary video game series of all time. And we're going to focus it down with Breath of the Wild because Patrick knows I will go all over the place if we don't. If <laughs> I want to talk all about <laughs> Zelda, but this episode is going to be like two hours long if we yeah, talk all yeah. about Zelda because there's a lot to all of the games. They're yes. all great. Or most of them are great. Less, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so I diving into Breath of the Wild, there's so much to talk about with this game. Yes. There's Where do you the, even begin? I, You know? Honestly, like, okay, I'll begin with my gripes because there are very few. Okay, and all right. Going negative, going positive. All first, right. the Great Plateau uh-huh. is a very boring tutorial. What? What? What do you mean? Did waking up naked in a in a cave make you uncomfortable? Uh, yeah, that was that was the biggest gripe I had. The biggest. Well, okay, gripe. explain yourself. Let's talk about it. Let's talk um, about it. Because it's it's very. It does set the pace for what the main game is going to be, but it doesn't do the same thing the main game does. If it forces you, you have the choice of going to each of the temples and your the, choice of how to get there. The shrines. Yeah, the shrines. But what I don't like is how you can't just leave. Okay. You can kind of through skips, I'm pretty sure, maybe. Okay. Um, but you can't just leave. Is that the – okay. Um, my my biggest gripe with it – my I don't like forced tutorials. I hmm. I don't like forced tutorials. It's because you, you play it once and you want to play Breath of the Wild again and you have to go through that same thing and there's not a lot of excitement on the Great Plateau. Okay. There's like two notable features – one is getting across that ice river. The other one is the rock boss that you don't even have to fight. The Stone Dallas? Yeah. Right. Um, other than that, there's nothing really special in the Great Plateau. It's boring. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the rest of the game is amazing. And so to have to deal with the Great Plateau is kind of like – and then like it's it's like, oh, yes, it's me, I, this old random old man. I am actually the ghost of the king. It's, it's, it's all like – I feel like they're very much like, we're just showing you some stuff. Hurry up and get out of here. That's how I felt playing through the tutorial. It was the least handholdy it's ever been. It's it, it's the least handholdy a Zelda tutorial has ever ever been. So I'll give them that. Doesn't stop it from being boring. So okay. that's one of my grapes. Grapes. Um, All right, let's slow down, Ben. Let me let me try to defend, defend the grape battle for you. Okay, defend the it. grape. All right. Uh, as soon as you boot up the game, you are thrown into this world. You wake up in the Shrine of Resurrection, right? Once you get out, you get your your Sheikah Slate, the most important thing that you will ever have in this game. Like, this is your everything. This has everything for you, you know? This is your baby, your most prized possession in this entire game. After you leave the Shrine of Resurrection, you get this view, this introduction of all of Hyrule, this amazing pan from the right to left with the incredible theme music of this game, right? 
already beautiful, stunning. My when I first played this, my jaw was on the floor, my tongue was out, it, I was Ugh. drooling. It was amazing, right? Then we pan to the right, we see this old man and the Temple of Time. If you're a Zelda fan, if you know anything about the Legend of Zelda, you know that the Temple Time is important. Right? But it's it's also out of place, though. Uh, let's not talk. Let's not go into that. Oh, okay, I see um, what you're saying. But already, as a Zelda fan, I'm super excited to see uh, something familiar. You know, when you're next to the Temple of Time, it plays the, the, the music the song of, it, of time like, very slowly, slightly, very it's slowly, barely. Yeah, there. I know. Um, but about the whole the tutorial thing, yeah, the old man, which is known as King Hyrule, uh, tells you to go do these uh, these uh, shrines, right? Yeah. The reason for it is, of course, to get everything you need to survive out in the rest of Hyrule. Obviously. You know, these are your standard uh, items that you will need all the time. Your bombs, stasis, cryonis, uh, magnesis, But whatever. you don't necessarily need them. You need them for the puzzles that they give you later. Right. But... In the actual world, you don't have to use any of them. No, of course not. But, like, these are – they're giving you and they're making tools. sure – Yes, that you have all the tools you'll need to do everything else in the just game. Like, just like items in the other games. Exactly. But that, that's another thing for me is that I don't you miss like – your items? I don't like the Sheikah Slate. Uh, I don't like having an iPhone. <laughs> it's not an iPhone. It's, an it's iPhone. a Switch. It's a it's Nintendo a, Switch, It's dude. basically your Switch. It's an iPhone. You right. take pictures with it. You can't take pictures with the Switch. You take pictures you can with take your screenshots. I- yeah, you 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 take pictures with your iPhone. Yeah, but like it's you, designed you to be like You go on the internet switch. to figure out like if to find things. Your GPS on sure. your iPhone. Sure, it's an iPhone. But the the whole reason, the whole place of the the whole like yeah, the whole reason of the Great Plateau is yeah, tutorial, right? But it, just because you can't go out immediately as soon as you walk out of Trine of Resurrection, it the uh, the Great Plateau kind of serves as a playground, like a sandbox to kind of introduce you to all the different physics and mechanics that you will see throughout oh, the rest I'm of the I'm not saying it's hybrid. a bad tutorial. Okay. I don't like being forced through a tutorial that frankly isn't special. Like if the option to skip or I'm not saying it's a bad tutorial. I'm not saying it's a bad part of the game. I'm hmm. saying I didn't like it because I have to sit through it every time I try to play the game. I know when I first played this, I loved going through and like finding all the little things and like trying to figure out how to get the rest of my uh, Sheikah runes and stuff. Like I, I spent oh, yeah, at least but, two hours. But in the imagine Plateau. that. Yeah. Imagine getting these runes, but instead of doing it through uh, the Great Plateau, they're like items in Zelda where you find them across the world. Like you get a quest at the beginning of the game. Hey, go find, go find these things. And at the end, you get rewarded with the with the paraglider. Okay. But imagine that. But imagine it wasn't just you were forced to do it. Instead, encouraged to do it. But you could also ignore all of that and go straight to Ganon without even anything on your Sheikah Slate. Well, I mean, then you're not going to have all the tools necessary for you. Like, I think... Or... But if you're, what if you're a gamer? Oh, my God. <laughs> or you go and you do that and you think, oh, I'm Link, I'm awesome, I can do it. And then you sure. get wrecked. And then it adds to the story. Link can't do anything without getting ready first. I mean, okay. So I I just think I think it would have been stronger if the Great Plateau was like kind of an optional thing. Sure. I mean, it doesn't even take that long just to go straight I, to the shrines and stuff. Anyways. It doesn't, but it, it it's a bit of a drag. You end up spending two hours before you can even play the game game. And the game game is amazing. Yeah. The t- Great Plateau oh, is man. the Great Plateau is meh. It's just it's just the Great 1%. Plateau is is an indie game. It's just one percent. I know, the I know, game. I know. I'm saying this is just one of my gripes. I'm not saying these right. gripes are big or whatever. Right. Another one of my gripes: something nobody wants in their video games. Something, something nobody wants in their video games. Uh-huh. Fast travel things where you climb. You mean like Assassin's Creed? The, the towers are stupid. Far Cry's done it. Assassin's Creed's done it. Nobody wants to do these things. I lo- okay. Every time I come so- across a, 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 a tower. I get excited. But why a tower? Again, like all these other okay. games. It's not original. It's it's lame. I think the reason why a tower is because of the inclusion of the paraglider. Because you get this new uh, opportunity to travel, to traverse throughout Hyrule like never before, kind of. Um, this gives you an incentive to like, hey, if you want to, 
explore more of this bigger area, here's a tall point where you can see just about anything and everything, and you can go there. Put it a point at the top of a mountain. Put it as... Which exists. Well, yeah, the tower on top of a mountain, so you climb even more. I mean, just shrines on top of mountains. It's just, yeah, it's just climbing. It's like a climbing puzzle that, like, isn't that interesting. It's, It's not... It's not what you play Breath of the Wild for. What? You the towers are lame. Look, the towers are lame. You're telling me you enjoy just <laughs> two. Two of the towers have an interesting concept to them. Okay. Two of the towers. One of them, there's like guys at the bottom trying to shoot you, and there's thorns that you have to move around. And the other one has just like the the Ganon dark crap, I think. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Malice. But, Malice. But there's only two of them in the front. The rest of them, you're just climbing a tower. And maybe this way, the way you normally do it is blocked off, so you have to go that way instead. Sure. But it's just, it's just a climbing challenge. Yeah. And what's introduced in Breath of the Wild, another form of traversal, is climbing. It's it, And it's a cool thing, but just the towers are like... You can climb just about any surface, and I think a good way to really implement that, other than like, you know, going up a mountain or something, is through the Sheikah Towers. And there's not that much to begin with anyways. I, I just don't like it. I okay. think I think it's it's All unoriginal. Right. Sure. It's super unoriginal considering this has been done since like Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3. Okay. Like it's and it's boring. But it's the first time for a Zelda game. You you do it, yeah. But you do it once and you're like, "All right, that was cool." Maybe if they did one's a tower, one's a mansion, one's a mm. I, I don't know. Just it varied it up or something. It's it's or if they had these like f- cool challenges to each one. Sure. But most of them are lame. But those are shrines. You're, you're, you the just shrines are cool. The, the shrines are cool. The shrines are cool little puzzles. But the tower is a puzzle that is really easy yeah. and boring. It's just something you get, you know? I'm just another gripe of, gripe of mine is the towers. Okay, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually really love the weapon durability stuff. People, One of the people's knocks on Breath of the Wild was the fact that weapons have I think, durability. I think it always keeps you on your toes. Like, the entire one of the main purposes of Breath of the Wild, like, one of the things that includes is survival you know you're surviving out in the wild and you have to like scavenge you have to become a hunter you know you always got to be ready and prepared for whatever's coming next you know so uh what if, what if like you just get one great sword at the beginning of the game and it doesn't break and so therefore you're not going to use anything else you know like there's not enough variety in that for this new combat system and i i just think it, it adds i would more depth Oh, the yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, I think because I'm a it gets rid of that. It, it for me, it got rid of like the it made me play. Usually, when I play games where I get items, I use like mm-hmm. I, I use like the worst ones mm. always or the best ones always. But with the weapon durability thing, I'm like I'm gonna use the worst ones up until like there's something I'm scared to fight and then I might use my better weapons. Yeah. And, like I have those options to choose from. Yeah, it's like you always have to strategize what you need what for for what situation. Yeah. You know like okay. Every fight you have to like think about which is super yes. cool. And you don't even have to fight if you don't want to. Yeah, you, can just, you know. Like well, kind of. You do you do have to fight sometimes. Right, right, like again in the Ganons. But if if you're just traveling through Hyrule, you're not going to be stopped by you know, it's not gonna be like Okami where you come through an enemy. There's like a barrier where you're just stopped and you have to fight. No. The the only time I would have a problem with the weapon durability system is if it was difficult. If if like in Breath of the Wild, if it was difficult to get weapons. Oh no. But it's not not, at all. not like you will never have no weapons. Yeah. Unless you're literally just like grind fighting always without trying to yeah, go for yeah. loot. Um. But yeah, you always you always get weapons. As you play, the more and more you play the game, the better uh, loot you start getting. Yes, uh, the more shrines you get, the more shrines you complete, the better uh, the treasure chest loot will become. Yeah. you know, it's like this whole like you explore more, you get more. Explore more, you get more. You know, you do more, you will be rewarded every single time. I love it. It's a great little system. My last little grape. Yeah. To get it out of the way, um, and it's by far what I have seen the most complaints about for Breath of the Wild. Divine is beast. divine beasts. All right, here we go. The divine, yeah, okay. the divine beasts. Mm-hmm. S- the elephant is like mm-hmm. the only interesting concept puzzle, but it doesn't even use its concept for all of the things you have to do, and it's it it, it behaves like a Zelda temple. Let me it, ask you this: kind of, but there's like no real enemies or fights. Right. The puzzles are frankly lame. Are you talking about the guardians themselves or the like? 
build up trying to get to um, the Guardians, the, the Divine Beasts? The getting to them is so fun. Okay. Getting to them okay. is so fun, but it's so it's, it's an- anticlimactic to go through all of this adventure to okay. get into this giant thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, now you are an elephant. Elephant has water <laughs> in its trunk. <laughs> Solve the puzzles. Yeah, and there's, like, a, there's, a there's no suspense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, you go through a Zelda temple in any other games, right. and it's like... You know, you use resources as you go through. Right. You don't know if, like, you don't know if the next room is gonna have like a mini boss, and you're at like right. half a heart. And mm-hmm. you're, so it's like it's it's there's a little bit of suspense. But at, during these things, I was bored. I was mm-hmm. so bored. The puzzles mm-hmm. aren't even that engaging. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just like, I don't want to get this part over with. They're really boring. One thing I will say, I yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the Divine Beast. They're all look the same in the inside. The interior is all samey you know yeah if, if you just put four pictures of the inside of each divine beast it's going to be, be so really hard, hard to, tell. To, to tell the difference right but the, the puzzles are okay and i do agree like the amount of enemies within these beasts are just are there at first and then you kill them they're gone and that's it like the entire divine beast is empty right where it's you know ganon took control of these things y- you would assume it's going to be crawling right which yeah i get it. i'll give you that but I will say the um, uh, what are they called? Uh, the the bosses of each uh, divine beast, you know the um, the blights. The blights, thank you. The blight Ganons. I think they're very interesting and like it. It each one deals with a certain element. Of I think the only one that was dangerous or difficult Thunderblight. was the yeah the one hundred percent. Like the easiest one definitely is wind blight, and then comes like. Water. Wait, which one's the one that like teleports into you? Teleports into you. Like you, like you're fighting it, um, and then it's just next to you, and it slashes at you. Isn't that Thunderblight? Uh, I, it's either Thunderblight or Windblight. One sure. Of, one, of, whichever, whichever one has that move was right. the only one to me that was difficult. Yeah, it's Thunderblight. The water one was cool. Yeah. Because like you got to like, yeah. like you use your cryo thing to give yourself platforms yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like you don't have a lot of room. Yeah. Um, but man. <laughs> the they were they were really easy to fight. Yeah, uh, the fire blight wasn't that big of a deal. Fire wind blight was, was not. The wind blight was like pretty easy too. But speaking of uh, defeating them, what you get, um, when once you the beat blessings, them, the blessings. Each champion. I mean, we we haven't even touched about on the champions yet. But uh, you get Revali's skill, Daruk's protection, Abursa's fury, and Mifa's grace. They all have great. Uh, benefits for you yeah you know? and the what like and they're all kind of different utilities yes one's very like solely for traversal yes the, revali's the, gale revali's gale what one of them's purely for doing damage the lightning yeah or uh fury uh one of them's purely for defense defense and fighting with yeah. the Daruk's protection Daruk's protection and then you get a full revive them, one of them for me Ended up really the Mifa's Grace, the yeah. full revive, really just ended up being when I accidentally like jumped off a building yeah. or a cliffside, and then like I didn't have any stamina. Yeah, yeah, that that was the only time that one ever was really used for me because I had stocks of fairies. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. I mean like that. It even she even gives you like extra hearts too, after you know. Oh yeah yeah like, yeah sometimes temporary. yeah yeah which is re- really helpful too. I mean, oh. it it was. Uh, the the boons are like a big like reward for it and then when uh at the end when you like if you did the towers how mm. like immediately like there's that big old cutscene mm-hmm. and Ganon's gets knocked down a half yeah. like the, I would I really love the concept and the quests and the lead ups to these divine beasts They're just actually good getting it's in there so anticlimactic yeah yeah it's I, so yeah, I'll give you that I'll give you that but yeah. Uh, those are my only real big gripes with the game. I loved it. I love. I played. A, I only played a little bit of the DLC because by the time I played the oh, DLC, dude. the the hype of my hype for the game was kind of dying because I wanted to play other. You games. didn't finish the DLC? Uh, no. <gasps> I don't even have the bike, but I've seen wow. people use the bike. Wow, it's great. Um, I don't know. I like so horses. technically, you haven't even been to the fifth Divine Beast yet. Uh, I didn't even know there was a fifth. Divine exactly. Beast, there so. you go. I, I do want to finish the game at some point. It's you just should. there's there's always more games to play. It's I, the, t- the toughest thing when you like really love video games is that uh, there's always stuff to play. You always have a backlog. Yeah. I there's get always it. a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can proudly say 
I have 100% completed Breath of the Wild throughout the summer. All the, the Korok summer. seeds. All, all the, the Korok seeds. All the shrines. I've been to every location. I've done, I've killed every boss monster. I've uh, done everything in this game. Oh man, the the freaking the golden Lionel or whatever is so tough to fight. The one in the Colosseum. Yeah, that's the golden one, right? Um, in hard mode, yes. Okay, dude, oh my gosh, I I, I did a I started a hard run playthrough just because I wanted to fight that thing. Oh no, no, I, I gave up. Yeah, it's 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 hard mode. Health, health regen, red Zelda. Health, health regen is really what kill. Yes, makes it tough. Yes, the the rest of the stuff not even that big of a deal, but mm-hmm. that health regen on enemies is like makes it tough because and, and, and you, you hit a guy like five times he goes flying by the time you run up to close the gap he's, he's already, healing he's already healed most Thanks. of it <laughs> well yeah it's hard mode so I guess it's supposed to be that yeah, way so this this game uh, changes the way Link is played you, oh man you you get different weapons wands uh, great swords halberds short swords short swords long swords it's uh, pull spears, arms spears lance it's an get, ore yeah, yeah. Uh, a mop. Korok leaf. Korok leaf. Yeah. You get all of these different like weapons to mm-hmm. use. You get you got to switch between shields. You mm-hmm. got to switch between bows. Um, but there's no crafting. Um. Instead, because mo- <laughs> every game does crafting. Every game does uh, crafting. Tell me, tell me an open world game right. that does not do crafting. Right. It's tough yes. because they all do crafting. This game doesn't do crafting. Instead, it is much more engaging to the people who care. You do cooking. Yes. Cooking to give you health, stat, yes. stat, stat buffs, mm-hmm. um, affect your temperature. There's no more hearts. Oh, I forgot about armor. Armor, too. Yeah, there's a bunch of different armors. You're not stuck with the same but green tunic as soon as you begin. But instead of getting hearts as you fight, mm-hmm. you collect resources as you play. Mm-hmm. And when you're in resting places, mm-hmm. you get to cook. Again, there's and this the whole meals in this game. Thing. They are elaborate yes. with what you can make. You can do so much. There is like entire steak dinner. If you want to go into it, you yeah. can make like a fine meal. You go to different parts of yeah. the game to find the ingredients recipes. to make the best of foods. Yeah. And it's just, it's so fun. And then like when it's actually rewarding too with health and stat buffs, it only encourages you to have more fun with the cooking. I hope you love mass or. Yeah, Master Chef and, and Iron Chef or whatever, because you're going to be doing it a lot. There are no more hearts in the game. I just wish it was skippable. My one problem with it. You can skip that, it. Well, kind of. You can skip the cutscene. You can skip the cutscene, kind of. You still have to go in your inventory, hold it all, yeah. then drop it in the pot, yeah. then skip, and then the presentation pops over, like, and then you go and close yeah. that, and then now you have to grab the things again. I mean, it, you know. You, but it, it's like, it's Nintendo's problem with stuff where they don't make things skippable. But, Animal Crossing has the same problem. Um, but oh. with cooking... There are a lot of cool meals you can make. And so yes. I've grabbed, uh, I think this is five, one, two, three, four, five, six, of the foods scrolling through that I thought deserved a little bit of a highlight. Mm. Um, I'm going to tell you what is in them, and you're going to tell me what they are. Okay, sure. Um, first up, we have uh, a meal that is made with monster extract, wheat, tabantha wheat, cane sugar, and goat butter. That, that sounds is like the a cake. monster cake. That's the monster cake. Yeah. Uh, it is a nice little purple isn't, chocolate cake. Isn't that Zelda's favorite uh, dessert? I don't know. Something like that. Um, Dude, you know her favorite dessert? Yeah. What a simp, am I right? <laughs> oh yeah. I wow. mean, hey, I'd okay. simp for Zelda. Yeah. Uh, oh, nope, see. she's 17. No, never mind, no. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> no, 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 not in the present. It's 100 years after. She's 117, so it's I fine. Mean, she's 17. Yeah, okay, Katara, past. calm down. Any this this food is made with any rock gem or wood. Rock gem or wood? This food? Oh, uh, rock salt. Uh, nope. It doesn't use rock salt. Uh, it can use rock salt, oh. but that's not what this food is. This meal. Oh. Um. You throw in any rocks, gems, it, or wood you is have. Is it? Is it? Uh, the Goron's prime roast. Thing? It is rock roast? the rock hard food, and oh. it is literally just a leaf. With rocks on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Link <laughs> Link eats that in Age of Calamity. Yup. All right. Next up, we have fish pie. It looks like a fish. Oh yeah. I thought I'd highlight it because it's a pie. That's a that's, shape of that's a fish. A fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh oh, I said what it is. Yeah, it's fine. I was so excited. It's fine. Uh, it's made with wheat, goat butter, rock salt, and any fish, crab, or snail. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Now we have uh, one of the finest dishes, a oh, porgy manier. Oh man, he's oh. moving his 
his hands Meunier. like an Italian. I said what it is again, so you tell me what's in the Porgy Meunier. I cannot, for the life of me, read that word and say it correctly. I always say manure. I, I, I did Google. Manure. I, That's I, what I, I said. I Googled it, and I hit the thing, and it's like, Meunier. It's, there's like wheat, sugar, cane, uh, butter, and porgies, the fish. Wheat, butter, and porgies. So okay. Yeah, you got it. Just All no right. sugar. Cool. Um, yeah, I remember that side quest. I next it. up, we have one with a hearty radish, a hydromelon, a volt fruit, and fresh milk. Sounds like a salad. Uh, it is not a salad. What? Simmered uh, fruits or Think whatever? Think about the milk. Oh. Is, is this like a pie? It's got milk, volt fruit, hydromelon, and a hearty radish. Is it a smoothie? Kind of thing? It's like a drink? You can drink this. It's not considered a drink. Hmm. I don't know. What? It's a it's soup. A stew. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, it's stew. a soup. Cool. It is creamy heart soup. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I've I've had that. I made that before. Okay. See, these are these are these meals that you have to like know how to make, yeah. or like you accidentally find out that they're their own dishes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, when you make them, you're like, oh my gosh, I made a cool meal. Yeah. And uh, last one, uh, I all I wrote down was cook the fairies. Uh, fairy extract. Fairy tonic. Fairy tonic, yeah, yeah. You yeah. literally just throw t- fairies yeah. into the pot, <laughs> cook up some fairies, get yourself some fairy tonic. Yummy. Yeah. Ah, it, if you put four fairies in, it heals you full health. Yeah. Cool. No matter how many, <laughs> no, no matter how many hearts you got. I love that. Um, but yeah, so like that that was one of my favorite parts about this game was the cooking uh. because you use cooking to solve your problems yes you <laughs> yeah just like in real life you gotta yeah. cross you gotta cross an icy river oh man how do i cross this icy river well if i put if i get these peppers that are right nearby mm-hmm. this icy river this is one of the it's like i said what is in only, the great plateau only cool parts of the great plateau you want to get past this icy river you, you're on one side of it. Eat your body up. With there's like, a bunch of there's a bunch of peppers everywhere. Yeah. And you go and you throw them in the pot, and then you make a cold resistance tonic or yeah, cold yeah, resistance yeah. food. That bumps down bumps down your temperature because there's temperature depending on where you go, which mm-hmm. is such a cool concept. It's a really cool thing. They implemented it really well. Yeah. And and then you use that, or if you have to go into the really really hot places of the Goron area, yeah. you can't get there normally. Desert. So you get cold. You get armor that cools you down, mm-hmm. or you you hold onto wands that mm-hmm. have ice or heat depending wands, on where you're going. Wands, uh, swords, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of elemental stuff going on in this game. Like the main three elements is ice, fire, electricity, which are also represented by the 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 wizard robes. Uh, the whiz robes the, yep. they all have the the elements um if you if you happen to explore this game a lot mm. there are three separate times you oh. find the oh. coolest in my opinion part of the game oh man the dragons are like yeah they're amazing it's mesmerizing it when is you first magical because the first one for that i saw because i mean it is like right where you start out Feron? was uh i don't Ferosh. know I don't know their names, but the 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 green one. Yeah, Farosh. It it's just like it comes out of the water. It comes out of Lake, of Lake Hylia. Hylia. It just like I was crossing the bridge. Yeah, I was crossing the bridge of Elden, which is sick. Then you feel, then you see that gust of wind picking up, and you hear the the pianos going. You know, and then you just you like look over and just slowly yeah. oh rising out of the water. It's so beautiful. The uh, I mentioned it earlier. The best part of this game is the personal experiences that you mm-hmm. have while exploring. Mm-hmm. If you go straight to quest, straight to quest, straight to quest, straight to quest, you will still enjoy it. Yes, but you are going to miss out on so much. Yeah. But if you explore, if you have fun with it, and if you play it blind, you will run into so many cool. You things. have to play this blind. You, you if you want the full experience, you cannot look at guides. No. You cannot like you need like if you. You the best experience you mm-hmm. can have is if you explore this game. If you mm-hmm. want to look at guides, you know it's your playthrough. You do what you want, but nothing beats that feeling of not knowing what you're gonna run into. One of the things that I love, or like one of the main things I love about this game, about this Zelda game, is how far it it strives away from the traditional Zelda formula of let's say, you know, uh, Link's Awakening, Majora's Mask, uh, Ocarina of Time, uh, Link to the Past, right? You 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 escape this formula of dungeon, item dungeon item. You know you know you know what I mean. Yeah yeah. Here, uh, you get to go literally wherever you want, when you want, if you are able to. Like if you get the right stuff, of course, right. But you can still get there. You can do anything at any time. Like you said, you don't have to go through the story to go fight Ganon. 
You don't have to get all divine beasts. You don't have to get all memories. You don't have to get all shrines. But if you do, if you take your time to explore this beautiful, vast world of Hyrule, version of Hyrule, you will be rewarded with not only adventures, memories, uh, you'll get to see so many beautiful sites because this is a beautiful game. Beautiful game. You will get to have a lot of cool armor, a lot of cool uh, gear, a lot of cool uh, characters you get to meet. You get to have your own house. Link gets to have his own house this time. You know, like yeah, you can yeah, yeah. build it from scratch and, and then stuff. And the quest that comes from building your own house eventually leads to Terry an entire town. town. Which the music to Terrytown is beautiful. It's really great. It's it, I I used to have it as my wake up alarm because really? it's so peaceful, and then I could snooze it if I want, and just or I didn't have to snooze if I want to sleep in a little, and, and then there's, I could let it pl- uh, let it play as I woke up and did my stuff. It's such a mm. sweet little. thing. And there's another aspect of the game: the music. The music or at, at first I didn't like the music. Lack thereof. Yeah, at first I didn't like that because okay. the most memorable part of Zelda games is always the music. Now, yeah, I will agree that Zelda is known for its music. Koji and this Kondo, game, oh, this game really pulled back on that, which yes. for me at first I was like, what was going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. I was expecting music. But then like the way they presented this music where the game is quiet. Yes. But when you're in danger, if you if you're in bad danger mm-hmm. like a guardian mm-hmm. walks around the corner, mm-hmm. That intense music starts the to play. The piano starts going. The piano, the piano plays starts quickly. Um, if if we could pull up that uh, the Guardian music, just because I think Guardian music, I think I think that is their strongest music because it's not it's not the most memorable, but every time you hear it, uh-huh. you're scared, stress, anxiety, oh, yeah. fear, oh yeah, all kick in. Yeah, especially if you don't know where it is. Oh, that's the worst part. That's the worst part. Now. <laughs> If if you if you've noticed in this Zelda game particularly, um, in the music, the piano takes center stage. Yeah. Usually with other Zelda games, uh, it's like orchestral. But here, oh here it is. This is all piano. This is all piano with like some parts of violin trying to help out, keep the tempo up and stuff. Like there it is. There's the oh violin. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so good. It's it gets me, dude. I'm like yeah. Uh, every, I'm a little stressed right now. I uh, dude, whenever I see a guardian, <laughs> that music start that. I feel like that music is yeah. what made Guardian scary. Yeah. Because in reality, gameplay wise, they're not too difficult. You no. just you you just you pay, once you get good at parries, they're right. babies. Sure. One, and then like you can just run to cover, and unless they got legs, in which case if they got legs, mm. you just run around the cover. Mm, those are the worst. Uh, but like first, but like the music was a mix of scary because they one shot you for most of the game. Yes, the game starts off very hard, but kind of it starts out it starts out difficult yes but not as you the progress du- the, the monsters you run into scale yes. at the same level as your equipment scaling yes so at first all you're running into is just a little baby uh goblins but goblins and then you might get a, a few lizophilos uh finally you run into a moblin these towering yeah. things and then they start shifting colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, with yeah. the different colors, you start associating higher with difficulties. higher difficulties. Yeah. And it scales along with your weapons so that you're always equipped to fight them, though. The more you explore, the more you get, the harder things will become. And when harder enemies, you get better loot. It's like it's a great reward system for exploring this vast world that uh, uh, the Zelda team has created. Because a lot of RPGs get it. It beat a lot of RPGs and yes. that a lot of RPGs have their little leveled zones. There is no levels here. There's no levels here, nope. which is already great. But also with a lot of RPGs, you go through this. The game wants you to go through this area first. Mm-hmm. And this area has this difficulty of enemies, mm-hmm. which fits your play style. But then this area has harder enemies. You go there once you beat this area, mm-hmm. etc. That's how the usual RPG goes. Breath Not of the here. Wild beat that average thing by being like all enemies, yeah. all loot. And the entire map. All of everything, everything is the same level. Yes. But also, so that's not boring, constantly increasing and varying. Yes. You will, for the most part, at the beginning of the game, will only be fighting Bacoblins. Mm-hmm. Red Bacoblins. Oh, red Bacoblins. But the color, the color doesn't really change how they behave that much. No. Uh, no. They it's get, just... they get their own. Lo- Some of them start getting like little things they do. Once you get blue Bacoblins, they start jumping at you, you usually, from a distance. Usually, the color is just like they can take more hits. But they, they, I, I think, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think they have like little special moves that they all do. I think the blue, Maybe. the blue Bacoblins like uh, throw rocks. Uh, no, red Bacoblins do that. Oh, okay. Um, 
but the blue ones start to like jump at you. If you're there for a little far sure, away, they sure, will like fly sure. and jump over to you. I think the black ones are more aggressive. I believe you. That's what it felt like for I me. I believe you. Um, but I don't know if this is fact. Mm-hmm. But like, I I just really love how like it, you're only fighting the goblins. But then right when you start getting bored of Bacoblins, what's that What's that thing with them? Mm-hmm. Is that a Lazophilos? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's this lizard thing who fights completely differently yeah. and has a weapon. Yes. Uh, weapons that you can use. Each uh, There's not a lot of different type of enemy types here. There's not. There's no. like a hand, there, two handfuls. But the more you play, the more you get introduced to these new enemies. Yes. Towards the end of your playthrough, mm-hmm. you start running into the uh, the wizardy dudes. Yeah, Wizrobes. Wizrobes. Yeah. Towards the very end of your playthrough, you'll start getting those. And towards the very, very end of your playthrough, you'll start getting the ones that don't give a crap who you are for the most part unless you walk too close. The mm-hmm. Lynels, mm-hmm. which are... Whoo, whoo. I mean, just right outside of the Great Plateau in that Coliseum, there's a Lionel right there yeah. inside. But the, but they use it... They use the Lionel so well in yes. multiple instances. The Coliseum... It's just there. Yeah. It's not going to f- nope. bother with you unless you come to fight it. Unless you come too close to it. Like it's and most, most Lionels around the area are like that. Yeah. And they're they by don't far atta- the toughest and enemy. you always have the option to just run for them because they are very tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're trying to get through Mipha's quest line, the elephant. Oh, uh, that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of the parts, you have to get a bunch of shock arrows, and they oh. lead you to the top of a mountain <laughs> where a red Lionel... <laughs> guards all of these electric arrows you because he choice. in fact uses them. You have a choice. You fight it or you can just or you hide can sneak, and sneak and grab all of them. Yes. My first playthrough of the game, I fought it. And, and did you win? It's after a while. Okay. And then when you finally beat it and you're like, yes! Oh. And like all your resources are gone. The first time when you beat a Lionel in this game, it is like the most triumphant thing you can ever feel. Like that's a feeling that cannot be taken away. Yeah. You know, like you will feel like a hard <laughs> you know? You 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 feel like you're good at the game. Yes. Um you feel like you learned. Yeah. Because that's what this game is about. The second time I went through that area, mm-hmm. I snuck. I mm-hmm. had the Sheikah armor that time because nice. I really wanted to try it out. And I just snuck over, picked up yeah. the things, and yeah. around when I had like three left, he saw me. Yeah. And I was, I was running Run. to grab these things. And he's aiming, he's aiming an electric bow, and there's water, which spreads the electricity because there's physics interactions in oh, this game. Oh, physics engine. haven't even got the to it. Engine. But like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. So I got all the things, and I ran off that cliff that they tell you not to jump off of, and I jumped off of it, and then you go, and you don't even have to use your paraglider because <laughs> yeah. you go straight into the water. Yeah, I felt fine. like I was in an action seat. Yeah. And it's like that. Per- it's a personable moment, but at the same time, everybody has that personal yes. moment. Everybody will have a different way of telling that story. Yes. Um, and then I just, cause I really want to get back to those personal moments. I really want to highlight how much that is an important part of this game. For me, my two favorite parts of the game. One, I was in the desert area. Uh, Gerudo Valley. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. The Gerudo Valley, right? Are you or, talking about the valley or the actual desert part? Oh, uh, the actual desert part. Okay. So that's the desert. And I'm, I'm just exploring. I'm looking for things. I think I was on, I was doing the, uh, the, the quest Sand line seal? for the quest line for the uh, the dress, the the ninja dudes. Oh, the Yiga. The Yiga. I was oh. doing the quest line for the Yiga, um, and then out of nowhere, I'm just doing my own thing, and then I think I know where this is going. Boss stat bar mm-hmm. at the top of my screen. Molduga. Molduga. Oh, I was like, excuse what me. What is this? And I just kept going. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't see anything. I'm looking yeah. left and right, left and right. Don't see anything. And then I start hearing rumbling, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What?" And I turn around, and there's just sand a flying up behind giant, me. Like it's sand this whale thing. huge giant sand whale monster thing, and I was so fun to fight. Yeah. And I, and like, because uh, you ride sand seals through mm-hmm. the desert as your fast travel, because there's no horses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the absolute craziest thing. Halfway through the fight, my sand seal was like a completely different area and I had because I got knocked away by this thing. I had to run to my sand seal while dodging and fighting this thing. I, I had a Revali's Gale at the time. Great. So I was like constantly like flying up in the air so Great. I could get away from this thing. It was an intense fight and I finally beat it yeah. and I felt Ah, oh, it felt so good. And then I went to do the Yiga Kan mm. quest where there's another boss fight, which is the goofiest Master thing. Master Koga. Oh, man, I absolutely... He's great. It was such... <laughs> He's great. It was the Gerudo... The, the desert for me was, like, one of the best experiences. Yeah. But, like, that was my favorite of just, like, me just playing the game and then fun thrown at my face. Yes. 
which is one way that they get yeah. you to enjoy this experience of exploration. Another way is through curiosity. I'm I'm looking through my map. I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to figure out some places to go just for fun. I see the top of a mountain has a little pond shaped like a heart. Oh, that quest. I love that quest. And I'm like, oh, Lover's oh, Pond. Lover's I want to go to that. You yeah. go to Lover's Pond where uh, there is a little guy up there and he's like, man, I'm trying. Uh, this girl is like so I, I really like this girl, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. don't know how to uh, walk up to her. And you I play matchmaker. I need a, I need something like a flower. And you give yeah. him a nightshade, and he yeah. goes, and they're together, and it's all so cute. Yeah, it's a Hylian, like, wanting to be with a Gerudo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which really is, great. I yeah, like that. Yeah, because the, the Gerudo women are very much like, er, men are bad. And then... I mean... I guess it's, it's, it's how, that's how they are. Right. Well, I mean, Ganon was the last of their kind, so Ganon can't is blame them. the only male. A male in in the Gerudo uh, species is born every hundred years or something, and more often than not, that's Ganon, Ganondorf. Yeah, uh, and and the male is always the king, but until then, you have a chief of the Gerudo, which is a female. So which in this we have. in this game, the Gerudo treat men like. You well, guys yeah. are bad. We don't want you. Yeah, um, can't blame them. It, yeah, <laughs> males are banished from. Uh, uh, Gerudo Town. Yeah, uh, but then like, but then this guy's like, I'm interested in this Gerudo girl, but she's a Gerudo girl, and then but they then they actually end up getting together, yeah. and you're like, oh. So There's this so... was something I did, and I I loved it. I found it absolutely hilarious yeah. and fun. And then I because I talked with my friends a lot about this game. None of them had went through this experience, so I got to be the one to tell them yeah. about it, yeah. and tell them how fun it was, and like how the story went, yeah. and then like. It was like it was my personal exploration moment because it all started when I was like, "What's this heart-shaped mm. pond?" Just pure you curiosity, to, and you have to get there, climb a mountain, fight some monsters, yeah. and you finally get up there in this cute little quest, and it's oh, so rewarding. Uh, I when when I was looking through the map uh, in the southern part of the Faron region, I was I saw like some islands like off in the distance, off from the coast, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to get there, right? I tried taking a raft, took too long, so I just used Cryonis to get all the way through. Oh my gosh. I land up on an island, and then I hear uh, a Sheikah monk be like, and then, and then your vision I am to naked. Black. It is Eventide Island. I am naked. I basically have to like start off from the beginning just to get that shrine again. Eventide Island is one of the best places, one of the best quests in the entire it freaking is, game. It is, because it does something that not a lot of games do. Yeah. Where it takes, and briefly, yeah. but it takes away everything. everything. Except the rooms. It makes you start over, which yes. is not, so when you are when you get there, it's not a required place. Most no. of the time, most people, by the time they get to Eventide Island, they're equipped. They're jacked. And yeah. they, because you have to, you have to get there by raft is the fast way, mm-hmm. or you Revali's Gale off a mountain and glide and you have to have mm-hmm. a lot of stamina. Um, there, there are a lot of ways to get there. There's a lot of ways to get there, which is another fun part about the exploration process but you finally get there and it immediately goes yeah your comfort zone gone yeah no you gotta start all over you might and then like but at the same time the monsters there are still your level yes and so you like you have to beat these puzzles from the mindset of I have nothing, and it completely turns the game yes. on its head for just a little bit. I remember when doing that, I had to fight. You know, you know the Hinox that's there. You, yeah. you got to kill, or you don't have to kill it, but it's you got to get the orb from it. It's a boss, and the, one of the essential was, things is around its neck. It was a black Hinox for me, and oh, I no. had no weapons, and I somehow made it like on top of a or like midway of a of a of the mountain of the cliff, and it couldn't reach me. It tried throwing things. It couldn't reach me. So what I ended up doing, I had no weapons. I had nothing. I just kept spamming throwing my bombs at it. Oh, my and I, gosh. And it took forever, but it, I eventually got to kill That's it. That's such, like, a dumb way to do it. For me, for me, I snuck up to it while I was uh, – no, I I found a bow. Because if you kill one of the guys, they yeah. has, uh, one of the uh, Bacoblins, they yeah. have a bow. Uh, I'm pretty sure – this is how I did it. This is a while ago. But I'm pretty sure I shot the – the little orb off its neck and then it woke up yeah the and then i was idea. hiding and i was just kind of like oh whatever went back to sleep and then i just snuck around picked up, up the orb pick up the orb i'm out of here oh my god and we didn't even get to the story didn't get to the story didn't get to the physics oh you stand under a tree with an apple tree with a torch it bakes the apple yeah yeah 
There's there's like actual chem. You can set uh, you can set on. the entire place on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I this and then the story. The story is told through this totally like, optional. It's optional. It's told in a way where it's personal. Flashbacks. It, there's the flashbacks, but I'm talking more so like to fight Ganon. Right. Uh, and to go through the entire story, you have right. options. Right. You find all the flashbacks, get all, all the, the divine beasts, mm-hmm. fight Ganon. And then you got the, the full, full story. The full experience. You get the whole. You, not including the. Else not the whole story. Okay. You get enough of the story. Mm-hmm. The, the the story is told through segments, and you piece them together. Yeah. It's the player's job to piece things together if they want. Link is in Hyrule a hundred years after the actual calamity started. And that's started. all they tell you. Yes. That's starting off. That's all you're told. And then Hyrule you, is in ruins. And then you find out. Through the memories, yes. through p- talking with people, yes. through the story, like all of like what, what is happened really hundred years ago. Because you lost on. your memory. Yeah, Link lost his memory. He doesn't remember this. And then, and then you finally go, and then you have the optional thing where you can just mm-hmm. ignore it all, go fight Ganon. Yeah, whatever. Just do and, it. Just because you're told to. Yeah, and then, but it's like also the most unrewarding ending. Yes, because there's a secret ending. Cuz when you play the when you play the game without beat the game without getting all <sighs> of the memories. You walk up it's to Zelda at the end of the game yep. and she's like, "Do you remember me?" Nope. or whatever line she says, yeah. and you're just there like, "No, not really." I mean, I mean, I remember your voice. <laughs> but if but you take the time to get the memories. to get all your memories and even like go through the divine beast, right? To get that part of the lore, that part of the story, not only does it help you with your fight against uh, the first form of Calamity Ganon, it takes his half of his health away immediately, right? Well, through the Divine Beasts. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, by getting all the memories, not only do you get a secret memory of when Zelda awakens her uh, powers, her yeah. sacred powers, you get another secret ending. You get a secret ending, which is beautiful. Or I instead, love it Instead so of that, like, slap to the face of, like, why don't you remember me? Right. You remember her, yes. and you you go and you get a whole extra scene yes. where she's just being herself, and you're there, and like you get to see Talking Zelda as a character. Zelda herself throughout this entire game. What a fleshed out Zelda we got! A new and take it's on only Zelda. Only through glimpses of the story. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> so it's a, there's so it's much. a story told through pieces. Yes, and it's done so well. And there's just so many different type of elements that goes on with it that's gonna be that's just really hard to cover it all in like such a short time frame we have even, it is, even we're going as long as we can we're pushing it yeah I have, uh, all I have to say is that this this game a lot of people didn't there a lot of people criticized it a lot which frankly it does have its criticisms I brought sure, up sure sure but it is it it, it did it made they Nintendo made a fun game it is a near near perfect game it is it is i in my opinion it is the best the zelda game could be okay see it's not my favorite zelda what, game. what i'm I agree gonna with that what i'm gonna say about that is i like to see this as a reimagining of the first zelda it, like it re-explores because every zelda game re-explores the, the series they made they're basically their own little genre yes. in a different way this game re-explored that and completely redid what we expected of zelda miyamoto the creator of zelda he made Zelda as uh, as a tribute to not only like his own memories, his own adventures as a kid growing up in Japan, exploring caves and forests, right? He also wanted the first Zelda game to be like a little bonsai tree you keep, uh, or, or garden that you keep in your drawer, right? 30 some years later, we get Breath of the Wild, which completely reinvents the Zelda formula we get to fully see, we get to see a fleshed out version or vision of what the first Zelda game was meant to describe. Yeah. And it is beautiful. It is, it's exploration done right. Yes. And there are very, and it's, and because of that, you get a very personal experience playing the mm-hmm. game and there are very few games that are as personal as Breath of the Wild. You Not two players will experience the exact same things the way they do, you know? Uh, it's like it's like have it's it's like having your own little garden, you know that you have that is yours and it's special to you and it's not like anybody else's, even though it's the same yeah. form. 
I like to compare it to uh, for anybody who's a Shadow of Mortar, Shadow of War fan. Okay. You play that game, and the story is different for you mm-hmm. because of their nemesis system, mm-hmm. where the orcs all have their personalities and traits and whatever and ways of interacting with each other, and you, the main character, Talion. Um, you will get a whole different story. I just watched a uh, video from uh, Game Maker's Toolkit. Sure. Um, where in his experience, he had a guy who uh, broke his sword when he ki- like killed Talion, mm-hmm. broke his sword. Mm-hmm. He went back and killed him out of vengeance. Mm-hmm. The guy came back from the dead mm-hmm. saying, you can't kill me, nor will you ever kill me. Mm-hmm. He kills, after some fights back and forth, he kills the guy again, and he comes back Again, this piece of how mad he is, and he's like, "Sounds like Ganon. what? You thought you could kill me? Yeah. No, sounds like Ganon. And that, but he's not. He's not like evil. He's funny. Right. He's funny about it. He's like, right. like you small little gravewalker. Right. Um, and it's like this really personal experience this guy had when I played the game. I be, the, the all the characters already have their personalities, but I also gave them a little bit to where like one of my bodyguard guys, for whatever I set a guy as my bodyguard. He didn't say whenever you go down, you have a chance that your bodyguard comes in clutch and saves you. Right. That happened to me. It's usually supposed to happen like once or twice in like a few hours. Mm-hmm. It happened to me like every third time I was downed. This dude would get come in, whack the dude who got me down, and he's like, "Now is not your time, brother." Damn. And I'd be like, "Let's go!" I and we go, go. And it's just like this super close orc yeah. to me, and he was like my hero. Yeah. It, like he, <laughs> I owed my entire like career to this orc. Yeah. Uh, man, it was so good. Never betrayed me. Absolutely great. Now, what would really killed him made it personal experience if this guy betrayed me. Well, I'm talking right, about right. mortar. Point of this, Breath of the Wild has this own version of personal experiences, mm-hmm. but rather than through enemies or characters or whatever, it's through these exploration experiences. Through you. through you. It's what you do. And so I would, like, if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, there's tons of stuff we haven't even touched on. We might do it uh, in the future. I mean, my birthday's coming up. Ooh, that's true. You can do your birthday episode on that. Because the, Le- the Legend of Zelda is my piece of pie this is like my apple pie for for every like this is my number one thing this is my shtick the legend of zelda is number one thing for me and of course i'm going to use my birthday as an excuse to talk (laughs) about it all right so we're definitely going to revisit uh this land of hyrule specifically breath of the wild just because of how great it is we're still expecting breath of the wild 2 some more news for it i'm hoping since this is the 35th year anniversary of zelda like a trailer they will give us something i'm the I'm most excited. the most I can hope for is a release date later this year. But at least, you know, some news. The very least I would want. But regardless. I'm so excited. We're both excited. We're all excited. If you haven't played Breath of the Wild. Play it. You should. And don't even worry about guides or do it. Just go at your own pace. It is your story. Link is your link to the game. You That's are his Link. Whole you are purpose. Link. Yes. He's 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 a voiceless protagonist for a reason. That's why his name is Link. He links you to the game. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole reason why he was called that. It, I'm sure. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how else to send us off. Happy 35th anniversary to The Legend of Zelda. What an amazing series. Maybe after we talk about just Breath of the Wild, we'll get into the rest of the series one day. We'll see. So many games. But... All that in mind, thank you so much for joining us on another special episode of Razzadazzle. Make sure to tell us what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzadazzle Show. Follow us, subscribe, like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. That will be lovely. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.
Oh my gosh, I love this game. Hey, look, listen. Hey, hey. listen. Listen. Wait, you guys want to hear my spot on Navi impersonation? Yeah. You ready for this? You ready uh, for this? Go ahead. Hey, listen. Oh my gosh, right? bro. Are you the voice actor for Navi? I might be. I oh might be. Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm going to hit you. Wait, I'm going to do it again. Listen. <gasps> <laughs> Yo. Oh. 